0: Today we continue in our series on the book of Ecclesiastes. This series has been poignant and powerful as we look at existence through the eyes of one of the most wise and capable and powerful human beings who's ever lived, yet finding it lacking when life is viewed through the limited human perspective. Last week we looked at chapter 8 which talks about the frustration of dealing with earthly rulers and governments and how it is difficult to live as a person of faith amid a secular culture. I invite you to go back and listen to that episode on my podcast. Today we pick up in chapter 9. This chapter is particularly instructive in the way we're supposed to view our life. This chapter gives us an amazing perspective on how we should view our life in God's context and not our own. For example, Comparing ourselves to others draws our attention to them when our attention should be on God. We live in a world where we want to be in control. We want to have our say. We're highly individualistic. And it is unsettling for some when they realize that existence is not all about them and their preferences. As we open up this text and read it, I want you to realize that it can help you keep things in perspective and give you hope. When a human being realizes they're not in charge, that fact comes with either a sense of anxiety or relief. Friend, I hope it'll be a relief to you to know that God is in control, that He is guiding and directing our path, that there are things beyond our control that we don't have to worry about, and our lives are better spent serving God and living according to His purposes and plans rather than feeling the anxiety and disappointment and frustration that comes from trying to control everything for our benefit, that usually leads to ruin. Let's open our Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. But all this I laid to heart, examining it all, how the righteous and the wise in their deeds are in the hand of God, whether it is love or hate, man does not know, both are before him. It is the same for all, since the same event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good and the evil, to the clean and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and to him who does not sacrifice. As the good one is, so is the sinner. And he who swears is as he who shuns an oath. This is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that the same event happens to all. Also the hearts of the children of the man are full of evil, and madness is in their hearts while they live, and after that they go to the dead. But he who is joined with all of the living has hope, for a living dog is better than a dead lion, for the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Their love and their hate and their envy have already perished, and forever they have no more share in all that is done under the sun. I'll take a quick pause before we continue in this chapter. This passage can seem unsettling to many because of the equality with which God treats us as his children, that there are certain guarantees in this life, some of them good, some of them bad. But as we try to control our life, as we tend to jockey for position, as we tend to try to Get ours or dominate others, we come to the realization that this life is not in our control. There are certain inevitabilities that we deal with as human beings. In this passage, it discusses the finiteness of our lives and it puts them in perspective for us. And it seems that those same inevitabilities are the very things that human beings try to stave off as if they have any control over them, which leads to a life of anxiety. So, today, my friend, my hope is that this passage will free you so that you'll understand that you're living within the context of God's creation and not our own. That is also why the futility of comparison makes us miserable as well. When we view ourselves through God's plan and creation, we find our purpose and meaning. And when we look around at others, we get distracted and discouraged. Jesus actually name drops Solomon in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25-34. through 34. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you should put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Philippians 4 6 and 7 adds Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So as we leave this section of the text, remember, religion is not a means of getting what we want or elevating ourselves. Furthermore, friend, obsessing about things that are out of your control will make you miserable. As we continue in the text in chapter 9, Let's view this first part within the context because God does want us to enjoy our life. Picking up in verse seven, he says, go ahead, eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart for God has already approved what you do. Let your garments always be white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain. Life that he has given you under the sun because that is your portion in life and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. I wanted to take a minute and pause after this particular section to talk about how we need to live our life within the context of God's structure. That yes, We are mortal beings, but friend, we're to live a life of joy within the context of our creation because every day is a gift from God. Therefore, we don't need to spend our days worrying and trying to control things and being miserable when every day that we get to live, God has given us as a precious gift and that we need to enjoy it within the context, living according to his plan and giving hope to others. Let's finish the chapter starting in verse 11. Again, I saw that under the sun, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance happen to them all. For man does not know his time. Like fish that are taken in an evil net, and like birds that are caught in a snare, so the children of man are snared at an evil time, when it suddenly falls upon them. I've also seen this example of wisdom under the sun, and it seems great to me. There was a little city with a few men in it, and a great king came against it and besieged it, building great siege works against it. But there was found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no one remembered that poor man. But I say that wisdom is better than might." Though the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. The words of the wise heard in quiet are better than the shouting of a ruler among fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Friend, chapter 9 has a lot to unpack. It began with remembering to put our life into perspective. We are not here forever and we are not in charge, but that doesn't mean that our life is without significance and without hope. King Solomon reminds us to live our lives with hope and joy because every day is a gift from God. And then this last section reminds us of the value of wisdom. There's a lot of unexpected things that happen in our life, and many times we feel off balance and uneasy, but with discernment and with God's wisdom, we are able to anticipate these things, live godly lives, and influence those around us. For example, In this last section, Solomon talks about the value of wisdom, calling it better than weapons of war, and he gives the example of a poor wise man who's able to deliver people over, not for his glory, as mentioned in the passage where he is quickly forgotten, but within the context of God's plan, he is able to do something that is beyond himself and of great value to everyone and within God's plan. In a world of intelligence and talent and wealth and prominence and fame, wisdom is something that is lacking and rare in a world where everything is loud because of the internet and because of our various media outlets. It is difficult to discern wisdom in the 21st century. It used to be that perhaps there were better vetting for books and for media out there. But on any given day, you can find foolish sources to quote, foolish ways to live your life, and self-destructive ways of living. Wisdom calls us to a higher standard. Wisdom allows us to live biblically. It allows us to live our life to a higher standard that is pleasing to God and of the greatest influence in our lifetime. God can take our finiteness and our brokenness and do beautiful and wonderful things for his glory. So, friend, as we wake up every day, we should ask ourselves, how can I live with wisdom? How can I align my life to the gospel? How can I live with wisdom? How can I be used by God in a powerful and insignificant way? Billy Graham says, most of all, let the word of God fill you and renew your mind every day. When our minds are on Christ, Satan has little room to maneuver. C.S. Lewis says, A proud man is always looking down on things and people. And of course, as long as you're looking down, you cannot see something that is above you. Tim Keller adds, The more we take God out of the picture, the more we feel things are meaningless. We can't overcome workaholism if we love money and status too much. We can't overcome bitterness or slander if we love our reputation too much. It is not just willpower but a reordering of our desires that bring wisdom. Finally, Matthew Henry says, It is better to get wisdom than gold. Gold is another's. Wisdom is our own. Gold is for the body and time. Wisdom is for the soul and eternity. So my friend today, as we get ready to sign off, I wish to you wisdom. This wisdom that we've gained from this book of Ecclesiastes allows us to put our life into perspective It allows us to acknowledge our finiteness and our need for God. It allows us to seek wisdom in a noisy and foolish world. And hopefully, through our spiritual disciplines, through worship, and through seeking God every single day, we are able to live a life that is aligned with God's purposes and plans and not face the world with fear or anxiety or selfishness, but face the world with with wisdom and hope that only can come from God. Today, we're going to sign off with a verse from earlier in Solomon's life, Proverbs 1.7. This is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Friend, may we live out this truth every day of our life. In a world of foolishness, we are called to fear God and respect God and follow him, and He will then refine our character, give us hope, and give us a life of meaning and purpose. Ecclesiastes chapter nine invites us to embrace this life by relinquishing our control of it to God. And in doing so, when we align our life to God, He will grant us the peace that we seek. So friend, that is my hope for you today, that you will let go, you'll align yourself to God, and He will grant you the peace and hope that you seek. Thank you for joining me today, and I'll see you on our next episode of Lose Yourself. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.